there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people out there have been told that they have rosacea and they really just have sensitive skin. <laughs> so oh, the difference, yes. yeah, the difference is in the inflammatory response in the skin. So if you have sensitive skin, yeah, you're probably hot and flush. Yeah, you're sensitive when you put on product. Yeah, you're flaky. Similar vibe with rosacea, but rosacea has that extra layer of inflammatory response that that skin sensitive skin doesn't have. Listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 62 of Rebel Heart Radio. (laughs) This week, we are digging into all of your, let's be real, a gajillion questions about (laughs) rosacea following episode 40. So if you guys haven't checked out episode 40 yet, hit pause, go back and listen to episode 41st on rosacea. Um, we'll also have a ton of Q and a kind of centered around sensitive skin in this episode. So I'm really excited to learn from yeah. Genevieve here. Cause a lot of these Dig questions it. are ones that we have gotten repeatedly working with beauty counter. And then also I got a lot of these in my nutrition practice and I didn't always know how to answer them. Cause I feel like so much of rosacea is like this troubleshooting and a lot of it is topical help. Um, and so I'm excited to dig in even more into this, yeah. but for the first time ever, we're going to do a little segment called Review of the Week. So, Yay! I'm yay, so excited to do so this. So excited. So this week, our review is from our girl, Kate Church, and she says, such valuable information. Love these ladies. They give so much valuable information, especially about skincare. I feel like I owe Genevieve the price of a consult. I have learned a lot, <laughs> and I'm only a few episodes in. Can't wait to listen more. Um Aww. That's so awesome. Honestly, like one of our favorite parts about doing this is just being a value to our community and really being able to answer like so many of those questions that you guys would have for both of us kind of one-on-one in this bigger space so that we can help more people. And goodness, you guys, if you haven't done a skincare consult with Genevieve, get on it. It's so good. They're my favorite. Um, What? They're your favorite? I love them. Yeah, they're yeah. my favorite. I love them so much. They're it's my opportunity to connect with you guys. And truth be told, I love answering your questions and I love um seeing what is most interesting to you guys, but being able to have that one-on-one connection and being able to really dig into your history and your regimens and your questions one-on-one is just where my two heart sings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can really get to the bottom of it too, which is yeah. so awesome. So tell us how someone can book a skincare consultation with you. 
yeah, like probably the fastest way is you can go to jennybeauty.com and there is a little button that says let's hang because <laughs> I'm just it's that's honestly Cassie's excited for me. I can see that face. I am so excited, too, because I finally have a landing page up for you guys to go check out. That's mine while and your website you can- is being built. Yes. So there's this landing page where you can kind of get a sneak peek to some of my branding that's going to be coming. And I've been spending a lot of time. I don't know if you guys have heard me all my woes of website building, but there's definitely a landing page for you guys where you can click on that button. It'll take you to my link tree. You can see that's how you can shop with me. That's how you can check out the skin consultation form and you can start there. That form you can fill out that signals to me to send you guys a quote. So if you're interested in a quote, that's the quick way to do it. You can also DM me on Instagram under Jenny B Beauty. Uh, Either one of those will get you guys to the same results. So check out either one of those things and I'll get you guys a quote. Awesome. I'll of course put it in the show notes for everybody. And always. Yeah. No worries there. there. Okay. (laughs) So what's up with you, girl? Oh, I feel like this has been an interesting summer. <laughs> I and I kind of knew it was going to be like this, but kind of as a follow up to our last episode, I'm I'm really trying to implement the do less mentality. The I'm still trying to learn. I'm getting ready to go on a really long road trip. I'm leaving in a couple of days to go on a long road trip and I'm going to dive into that book do less so I'm going to learn as much as I can during that drive and things but in the meantime I've been trying to implement this mentality of you know what are my priorities making sure that I'm you know aligning myself and my energy in having more better energy management Um, I'm coming to find that I don't know if this is just because of the the way I've set my life up but I have so much reactionary energy in my day that I can't plan for. I can't, I can't say no to, I can't, you know, cause I'm like responsible for little humans and things like that. And so it's been an interesting energy change or management thing for me to be like, it's okay, Jen, that you can't control your entire day and it's okay to be open to change and open to like, things you can't control like you know we you know a couple weeks ago um wasn't even a couple weeks it was like a week and a half ago lucy had a really scary um low blood sugar drop and it, it's the first time it's happened in a year and a half and i wasn't ready for it you never are when you're having these kind of issues with your children is there was no explanation to it. She didn't sneak candy as far as I can tell. Like, I mean, we've got that stuff pretty much on lockdown. But she didn't sneak food from what I can tell. We didn't change her diet. It was a little warmer outside. But I mean, like, you know, she had a friend coming over to play when it first happened. But nothing else was. And so it was an entire day of just massive, like, reaction. Like, constantly checking her. Like, where are you at? You know, what? Because those things can change on a dime so quickly that it's just... It's crazy energy management for me when those things happen because they stress me out so much, especially for her. That stresses me out so much. And trying to be, I'm really good at crisis moments. It's the when everything's fine again, then my body starts to just kind of like nosedive. And so trying to be protective of my energy and making sure I'm still available for my children on every level, but still allowing myself to have those restful moments um, while in that reactionary period has just been a real adventure and I it's like I don't really have anything like like this is what I did to overcome it because I'm still right in the thick of it <laughs> those you are know? the best ones to share though yeah so it's very it's very emotional still for me 
trying to find the balance for all these things. I'm so thankful for my mastermind group and I'm so thankful for like my business mastermind group that I can have these conversations and be like, I'm feeling kind of lost, you guys. <laughs> like I have all these things that are up in the air and things that I want to get done, but I'm just feeling very lost on how to manage it all. And uh, also having like a knee injury in the middle of that has been like, <sighs> so I can now like wear my knee brace and feel like I can go up and down the stairs without feeling like my knee is broken. But um, after seeing uh, my chiropractor and having a great conversation with um, Doc Laurel, <laughs> Doc Laurel, uh, she's so fantastic. I just am so grateful that she's available for this like telecommuting business. She's someone who I have moments where I'm like, oh my God, she's my friend. That's so cool. She's my friend. <laughs> it's school's thing like she's in Germany I'm here like I think she was in Germany when I talked to her on the video but I I had to kind of sleuth out what was happening to my knee and I strained my papilidius muscle sure yeah that's right? I mean that would have been my guess definitely right? oh my gosh even Laurel was like at the, near the end of our conversation she goes you know this kind of sounds like it could be the papilidius muscle and I was like what a what what <laughs> can you spell that for me (laughs) I didn't know I had that (laughs) yeah and then I went got physically evaluated by my chiropractor who made sure that it wasn't like meniscus or ACL and it's not which I'm super thankful for because that was kind of terrifying um so I'm just trying to play it smart trying not to like wearing my brace every day trying to be smart with a strain I've never had a strain in my knee before (laughs) I pulled my hamstring that's the closest thing I could say that it came to it before but So I'm just a lot of management. I'm like managing my physical care. I'm managing my children's physical care. I'm managing my business schedule. I'm managing my podcast. I'm managing just a lot of things, which let's face it, it's always like that. So I'm just learning how to (laughs) get through that. It's in when the kids are in school, I feel like I get to breathe more and Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to be real about my energy management in this season until they go back to school. So, We're definitely going to be digging way more into the energy management thing. Yes. I'm I'm really excited to like have that opportunity to Mm -hmm. dig into the book. And I think it's really interesting to look at it from like the lens of the Enneagram and like your introverted or extrovertedness and things like that. Um, And on top of like stage of life and season of the year and all sorts of things. It's it's just so nuanced. There's so Mm -hmm. many pieces to it. It's amazing. And, and, but yet at the same time, I still feel so excited to dig into it because with every big dig that I've done into my personality, who I am, getting to know myself, it's been hard work. I'm not going to lie. It's like, it's hard. It's, it's deep. It's thought provoking and you need time to like really conceptualize what's happening and what you're learning. Uh, but man, when you get to the other side of that moment, it's such a beautiful feeling to be like, I understand yeah it's big i'm excited but i'm a little overwhelmed right now fair enough (laughs) what about you tell me about you i want to hear about you we haven't really caught up so man okay so i just came off a long weekend we were at thursday through sunday down in southern oregon at our good friend's home and this is like our closest couple friend one is a doctor one is a farmer they're incredible. Oh my gosh, what a fun combination. Yeah, they're incredible human beings. And um, Dallas, my friend who is the doctor, he is a fellow Enneagram 8. And he's the one who Ooh, introduced me doctor. to the Enneagram. Watch out. Um, pretty much exactly a year ago. And 
it was so good for me. And I think he didn't know how much I would like take it and run with it. I don't think he's surprised now, but it's definitely one of those things where he's like, okay, Cassie, like calm down. Um, he never said that, but I can, (laughs) I think that's how everybody is with with intensity. (laughs) Yeah. Don't tell me to dial it back. No. Um, it was, it was really interesting because, you know, when he first presented this, the Enneagram to me, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. It's like a personal development thing. I'll check it out. He had a book on his bookshelf and then I read the, the, the individual statements of like the eight type. And I don't remember which type I started with. I think I got through like two or three and then I was like, nope. Um, and nope. then I got to eight and I was like, oh, like, oh gosh, <laughs> uh, I want to barf right now. <laughs> they know me. <laughs> and so I, I essentially like jumped off from there being like, yes, I know unequivocally I'm an eight. And so we kind of got to like rehash what it's been like to walk through learning the Enneagram this last year for me and what stage of personal development I'm in. And then just talking to Dallas about what allowed him to keep sanity. We talked a lot about like meditation and kind of lending ourselves to that, like quiet, um, stop trying to fill up, stop trying to seek like the intensity, although meditation can also be intense. Right. Mm, Um, but as, as an eight, how important it is to find that kind of practice and, and make it a practice. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he was telling me about his meditation practice and I was like, okay, that might be the next step for me <laughs> after, I after do less, after I go and map out my cycle and do my work schedule based on it. Heck man, I still can't believe you've journaled. <laughs> I'm still laughing. If you journaled, about you're that. ready to meditate. Let's put it that way. I maybe I mean I already here's the thing I already meditate it's just not a regular practice and um it's you know a couple times a week sort of a thing so um all of that to say had a wonderful weekend my friend Katie is a farmer you guys should go follow her she's over at Sweet Union Farm she's in southern Oregon and um she has created this just beautiful community of people who just support the crap out of her, but oh, also that's so cool. what she's doing is amazing. Um, it creating kind of like this is this beautiful, you know, kind of, I don't know, small, small, slow food movement mm-hmm. in this tiny town in Southern Oregon and has created just it in a place that feels like a food desert. You know, it, it isn't, but it feels like one. And they're, they're, they're the place to be. They're the people to wow. hang out with in that town. That's and I'm incredible. Just so proud of my friends and what they've created. And so she was having her first coursed farm to table dinner. So a year ago we were out there helping them with a farm to table dinner or farm uh, cooking class as well. And so it was a lot wow. more hands-on for all of the guests. And this time it was literally like six courses, which the chef turned it, turned it into seven, and oh it was gosh, the food, was, the food was so good, but it was super fun. Cause I actually got to like dust off my service skills and wow. that's what she wanted me there for. She was like, Hey, I want you to serve the meal. And it was, it was a breeze. It was so easy. It reminded me how fun it is to like, actually like physically serve people food. I love it. Oh um, my gosh. I can, I want to see you in that element someday. Oh, it was, it's it's just, I, it's, I'll never, I'll never lose that skill. I don't think, I hope I never lose that skill. Um, and so it was just a lot of fun and to just see them kind of in their element and really shining 
and um and the kind of people that they surround themselves with so it's just a really beautiful like weekend of it was not a restful weekend <laughs> it, was <a> lot. <laughs> it was so much work getting set up for the dinner and then um doing the dinner and then cleaning up and then the next day we all really didn't get going until about 2 p.m <laughs> wow like, just like sat at the table and had a slow morning and drink coffee and had had breakfast and and chilled out and everything. So it was really fun though. And it was just a good reminder for me of the end goal, which it's not the end goal, but it's one of the big goals and that's a restaurant. And Oh my gosh, it's all coming together. I know. Uh, well it will eventually, but I just, I can't wait. (laughs) Visualize it. I can't wait. So hold it. You guys, one day there will be a restaurant out here in the Mount hood area in Oregon that is very allergen friendly. It's going to have awesome baked goods, all the things. So I'll keep you guys posted on when that happens. I don't think um, I'm going to be patient for enough. right now. It's just, well, you don't have to be patient because you can just come to my house. Um, <laughs> <Done>. So, and <laughs> that's kind of like it reignited that desire to entertain again for me, which has been pretty stomped on just with my lack of energy over the last year or so. Stomped on. That's such a good visual. It's been it's stomped been on. Squashed. <laughs> like that part of me and so it was nice to kind of reignite that that social part of me and just have some really sweet time with friends so Mm, that sounds lovely busy but lovely in the best way yeah and now I'm getting I like a half a half-ass attempt to get back into a routine this week and then we leave Friday with tomorrow for um a three-day rafting trip (laughs) so fun yeah I mean it'll be great it's not rafting the whole time but it's a family Josh's family reunion and rafting and it's it's a good it's a good time so oh, we're both doing reunions this yeah, weekend yeah we do I'm it going every to George yeah well this is still in Oregon so it's just a little a small drive which with a five-year-old is <laughs> or uh, pardon me a necessary three-year, a three-year-old <laughs> is great I just said a five-year-old my kid is not five yet <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not yet. Not yet. Oh, mom is not ready. <laughs> the other day he said something to the effect of, hey, mom, the next time we go do this, I'm going to be four. And I was like, actually, oh no, you're still going to be three, but okay. Oh my gosh. It's okay. <laughs> Lucy says stuff like that to me all the time. Oh. Mama, with this outfit on, I look seven. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see her doing that. Yeah. She also, the other day, held my um, compact that's in my purse and asked for it in the car. I handed it to her and she was trying to pick something out of her teeth and she holds it up to her eye, like eye level. And she goes, hey, mama, mama. And I get to a stoplight and I look at her in the mirror. I'm like, what? She goes, sassy girls do this. Click. And she like clicks it closed (laughs) and kind of just went "Hmm," like made this face at me. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I want to know where she learned that. I don't know either. Sassy like, girls do this. <laughs> I wonder if you could just like, teach her like a lot of things that involve having great manners and be like, sassy girls do this. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. And I think that's the funny thing about her is she, I think she really wants to be this like sassy, cute, because that's kind of how she is naturally. Yep. And, I, you know, sometimes that title princess gets put together in that category. And mm-hmm. I always said I would never buy my daughter clothing that labeled her anyway, because I wanted her to be her own self and I didn't want her to feel put into a box in any way. Yeah. But 
it's starting to feel kind of appropriate for who she is. So she, she may have something that says princess on it. And it, but that's her. I didn't, I didn't put her there. That's like her. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm just like trying to imagine what her Enneagram type is or is going to oh my be. Gosh, I can't, I can't. You can't. I mean, you can't. You just can't know. She's such is a what I think right now. But, but dang, that girl's got some intensity in her. I'm definitely looking at the eight with a side <laughs> eye going, mm hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm really sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I know. I'm still trying to decide if that's. Oh, uh, I'm always. I'm just like walking around this conversation. Like, listen, people, strong-willed children can have the potential to make really excellent adults. I'm just. Yes. I'm still. I'm gonna keep saying that and pretend that it's true. <sighs> I may, uh, however, get a lot of gray hair between now and then. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay. Because, like, I'm sorry, but mamas get the brunt of that every single time. Mm-hmm. And I, my love language is words. And it's really challenging for me to not get emotional over her growth. Mm, okay. <laughs> because her growth comes at the cost of my love language most of the time. And so Oof. I have to really dig deep. <laughs> Which she gets really intense and really emotional and her big emotions and trying to help her learn how to manage those big emotions. It's just like, Ooh, I'm not, I am not equipped. I will be, I'm making myself, but man, that's a growing opportunity for me. Wow. Parenting. (laughs) Pretty much every day. Good Lord. (laughs) Parenting is hard. We need to have a parenting episode. Oh, oh. I mean, we oh. can just fill that right now. <laughs> I know. But we're not. We have too oh. many rosacea questions. So <laughs> let's jump in to that, my dear. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So I'm just going to read these questions for you and have you just drop the knowledge on us. Um, let's do it. These questions are from anywhere and everywhere. They are from Facebook. They are from Instagram. They are from our email. They are from all the places that you guys are trying to reach us about rosacea, which is everywhere, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all first places. question is, if I have rosacea or sensitive skin, can I use anti-aging skincare? Um, and essentially, like, trying to kind of walk through and manage that well. And I think especially this conversation, this is from me, not the question they're asking. Um, but the question around having kind of this like sensitive or finicky or like rosacea prone skin and how do we, how do we address aging at the same time? Mm -hmm. And also like the addition of counter time from beauty counter kind of changes the game on all of this stuff. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that's where this conversation keeps coming up more and more is there are more people that are curious because it's such a revolutionary, well-formulated skincare line. So, um, But as far as anti-aging goes for rosacea or sensitive skin, absolutely, you can have anti-aging skincare. It's about making sure that we understand what each product's doing for the skin and avoiding the things that could be problematic and why. So for a lot of rosacea and sensitive skin, it's, um, well, let's back up. It, there's actually two things to understand about anti-aging skincare and like what it's doing. There are two major goals in anti-aging is that we're looking to stimulate cell turnover for like healthier, more plump skin cells. That's like one major goal. Another major goal is more effective moisture barrier. So like better water retention in our skin cells. So knowing those two things are major goals in anti-aging, because a lot of people hear anti-aging and they think 
it just it's magic i don't understand like it's just anti-aging and it's like well let's let's break down what it's doing so like if we have a conversation around the rejuvenating line with beauty counter that line is much more about cell turnover while still trying to protect the moisture barrier with really great moisturizers but the rest of the line is about cell turnover stimulation with fruit extracts and things of that like whereas you get into counter time and counter time is actually effectively helping the water retention in our skin so it's repairing our skin moisture barrier and because of that there is just there's so many possibilities because with rosacea and sensitive skin, I can almost guarantee, and I can say this because professionally this has been going on for a long time with me, 99% of the people with sensitive skin or rosacea are also dealing with massively dehydrated skin cells. Yes. So, And, it's it, like, and, and a super compromised moisture barrier. Yes. And, and consequently, because they have such broken down... Um, water retention, then their moisture barrier is compromised. So typically when somebody comes to me with sensitive skin or a possible rosacea diagnosis or a definitive diagnosis, I'm like, okay, the first thing we need to find out is where where do we need the first help? So in anti-aging, for instance, like if somebody comes to me with rosacea, most likely they're dealing with a ton of texture on their face. And that texture is like solidified dead dry skin cells that have been solidified through oil or the body trying to protect itself with a little extra oil. And that makes it very difficult to get product absorption. But because of the broken skin moisture barrier, it creates kind of like these cracks in the skin, kind of like a um, really over like too quickly dried cement block (laughs) and product will penetrate deeper than it should so that's why a lot of anti-aging skincare that's about cell turnover rate and stimulation of the skin like vitamin c retinol a lot of those common ingredients you're going to see in skincare it doesn't work for rosacea or sensitive skin because it penetrates a little too deep a little too fast and there's not water in those cells to kind of buffer that and so it becomes the body goes whoa what is this sends them redness sends inflammation um a lot of times you can break out in a rash because the body is like it needs to get out now and so it wants you to itch it away and it's like it just becomes this big mess but if we're looking at it like well but we still need everyone regardless if they have sensitive skin or rosacea as we age we need a little bit of cell stimulation like cell turnover stimulation because as children we get about 26 days and then we get a whole new cell structure but it can go up to like 52 days or so like that's kind of the top of the range so it could be anywhere in there and the slower our cell turnover comes as we get older the harder it is to get rid of that crusty top layer that is not allowing product to penetrate so we kind of need a couple things to happen for people with rosacea we need to soften that top layer and we need to be able to effectively get moisture where it needs to go and that is going to dramatically help with fine lines it's going to help with better cell performance it's going to help with a lot of those uh moisture barrier issues it just it's a lot trickier than it sounds <laughs> so it it helps us age gracefully in the fact that we have better moisture retention and more moisture retention in our skin cells in the first place so we're going to have better performance less sensitivity a better uh it's going to be um have a better barrier against things like pollution uv rays not saying you don't need skin and sun protection we're going to talk about that in a minute but 
it, you just overall have better skin function. And if we can learn how to work with our skin's moisture barrier function at a younger age, the better off we'll be as we get older in, in age in general. <laughs> Love it. I think that's such a good conversation. And I, you know, as you've mentioned in previous episodes, like the first step in anti-aging skincare is moisture. Like that's every time, right? Every time. Mm -hmm. So if you do have sensitive skin or if you have rosacea, it's really important to just focus on getting moisture to the skin and not mm -hmm. using like a super stripping cleanser. Right. Cause it's like first, first, first line of defense is just to make sure your skin has proper moisture. Yeah, really, that's spot on. I mean, really, the the best thing you can do for your skin if you're in a sensitive rosacea type state is soften those skin layers that are the very top that aren't leaving as fast as they should and try to get that moisture, the water moisture deliverance to the deeper parts of the skin without any extra actives. Because that's the part that when it goes places it's not supposed to, that's when the redness flares, the hot, the the itchy, things like that. So that's where counter time is fantastic because it is very little actives. It's a pretty, it's a sophisticated line, but not complicated, if that makes sense. And that's exactly what somebody needs in that state is sophisticated, well-placed ingredients, but not compl complex. Because the more complex is the more option of like, well, what's causing this issue? <laughs> you know, what, what kind of issues are we having here and why? So awesome. Yeah. Okay. Next question is a really good one when it comes to rosacea. Um, and this is from the, this listener is the sweetest human ever left us the, the most heartfelt, uh, direct message on Instagram. Seriously. Um, we got a little you. emotional. Yeah. Um, but it was just, Essentially, you know, on the tail of this conversation around rosacea, we talked a lot about how sunscreen is super important and we just always, you know, recommend sunscreen in general. Um, Genevieve's going to tout it all day, every day. True. Um, and she's, she basically says, like you always say, always sunscreen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will admit that my downfall, that's my downfall, but partly because I haven't yet found a sunscreen that doesn't cause immediate redness and flushing. Um, or even some burning. I feel like mm. I've tried them all except for beauty counter, which I'm totally going to try. I just discovered beauty counter. <laughs> um, my question is this, should I apply sunscreen on days I spend completely inside at my office? Um, so she previous mm -hmm. backstory of this is that she is um, a dental hygienist. And so she's got to wear a mask. Um, wearing masks tends to already up the heat and dry heat and redness factor for me. Um, and she's wearing masks for like eight plus hours while working on patients. Yeah. Um, so she, she said adding that to a face that is a bit amped up in the heat slash redness factor when I apply sunscreen seems like a recipe for disaster. Um, but if you think it's best, then I'll do it. <laughs> Also, oh. what about oh. hats when outside versus facial sunscreen? Just thoughts um, for the least amount of chemicals on me as possible. Yeah, kind of back to what I was just saying about simplicity as really important for sensitive and rosacea skin, especially if you're in a flare. Uh, while I think sunscreen is super, super important and you should find something or always be on the lookout to find something that works for you. I am really curious to know how like do skin from beauty counter will work for her in that situation, because it's the whole point of the do skin is to have the moisturizing factors with the zinc oxide, which can traditionally be very drying. So if you find 
like a natural sunscreen or um, a physical sunscreen, like a mineral-based sunscreen, you're going to see a lot of zinc oxide in it. And zinc oxide is very, very drying. And so uh, like I have really dry skin when I wear do skin. If I don't prep my skin correctly about mid-afternoon, I'm a flaky mess. So think about adding that to somebody who's already dealing with sensitive, dry, like dehydrated skin. And it's like, yeah, it does kind of feel like a recipe for disaster. However, if we prep the face correctly, we can wear sunscreen and I my my huge thing is is if you are going to be wearing a mask or something that's going to be much more like heat direct on your skin I would go uber protective uber simple and just be wary of hats and things like that for your face and stuff because really with rosacea especially from like the decollete like your collarbone up is the most important for heat and keeping that low and keeping irritation low. So I'd say for the daily, like keep looking and keep trying um, because the benefits of wearing SPF are pretty monumental for anti-aging efforts, but also for um, keeping inflammation away, which is also really important, but it is going to be a trial and error. Some things to try is do skin from beauty counter um because of the moisturizing it's like a bb cream with an spf in it but it's like a mineral based spf um you can also get like a face stick and really just concentrate the um the spf exactly like the high points of the face like kind of where you would put highlighter on your face uh think about all those points so maybe like top of brow around that c shape around your eye top of nose Um, that sort of thing. And don't feel like you have to create this mask of SPF on your whole face by rubbing it all over. Um, But really adding the protection factor to the high points of your face can still be beneficial. Uh, And as far as like hats versus facial sunscreen when outside, both. (laughs) I would do both if you can, but you might need to do that method with the facial stick where you just put SPF protection, especially if you're in a flare. Um, Keep trying finding something with a simple formulation something that's going not that's not chemical sunscreen that's just asking for it and then go for a wide brim hat my suggestion for hats are is getting a hat that has got a wide brim all the way around but is open at the top so you can let that heat escape because that's what it's going to be all about when you are going to be outside or you know you're going to have sun exposure is keeping the heat factor down i'm talking like even if it's 70 degrees like that direct heat that direct UV ray is going to cause heat in the skin. And even if it's a low temperature, still like think low heat, let the heat escape out the top of your head, wear something cool around your neck. Like you can, there's lots of things on Etsy where they take these big like handkerchiefs and they sew in this pocket inside it that holds, I forget what it's called. Like it's, it's basically like the same kind of stuff that's inside diapers and it holds water. And what's nice about it is, is it'll hold the water and it'll stay cooler longer. So you don't have to, you could take a handkerchief, get it wet and then just keep fanning it and putting it on the back of your neck, but it doesn't, it it heats up pretty quickly. You have to do that pretty often. Um, And I can only say this because I watched my mom intuitively do this when she, she made her own like back in the day, like in the nineties, like she made her own like neck cool. Your mom is like the OG of everything. Oh my gosh. I mean, even to the point where um, she made a vest that she could stick ice po- ice packets into so she could enjoy Disneyland. <laughs> like That's impressive. 
she's like i'm doing this this is happening but she was also in a position where if it was like 70 71 72 she would get turned into a sweat hottie mess like her body just couldn't handle the heat and her she would turn like magenta and it would be almost chilly you know and so being able to keep her neck cool like the um the hot points on your body like wrists back of neck um lower back those areas if you can get cool to those areas um that's going to be your best bet of keeping like heat down inside your body of course like drinking plenty of fluids drinking cold things can be really helpful but really like externally cooling down those areas where you've got blood vessels closer to the top is like super handy for those with sensitive and rosaceous skin um but still like sunscreen is really important but if you have to choose because you're like i know this sunscreen really bothers my skin then i would i would just put it on the high points and then i would but i would prep your skin really well with a moisturizer or a facial oil even and then put the moisture the sunscreen on top just on the high points and then wear a really nice wide brimmed hat that's open at the top it's almost like a giant visor that goes all the way around my i own one <laughs> and my husband makes fun of me because it's like he's just like what what is this and i'm like function over fashion today buddy this is they make really cute like wide brimmed beach hats and like these days the wide brim situation i mean it's pretty it's pretty on trend like it's on point so right well he's making fun because mine's open on the top but then my hair is not on my neck (laughs) thank you (laughs) i i i am with skylar on this one (laughs) oh i know and it's funny because i'm kind of like i know i don't care (laughs) i mean yeah and that's that's all that matters um, because it works beautifully for me and the hat I think I got mine at Whole Foods and it's made from recycled um, bottles so because it's like a plastic material anyway it's it's so just consider upping your hat game in all regards and just keep trying different sunscreens um my shell has a is great sunscare a sun care line beauty counter is always going to be my favorite because I trust their testing and their sources of where they get their products from uh, and my mom successfully uses Dew Skin and the rest of those products in the skincare line without any issues. And so if I've seen somebody with rosacea use it, I can say, mm, give it a shot. Awesome. Okay, this is the next question is a really, really good one. And I have a few things to add to this for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had someone ask um, if people of color get rosacea. And mm. they have skin, so yes, they right. get rosacea, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But I think the thing that I is really important in this is is knowing if you are a person of color, um, to know the signs that are outside of those visible signs, mm-hmm. and kind of going back to those from our previous rosacea episode. Because what can happen is, like, this is a really common skin condition. Yes, it absolutely affects people of color, and people tend to like flush or blush easily and you get the redness in the face with folks who are fair um or even you know on the scale of having like a a little deeper skin tone but once you get into the much deeper skin tones it's really hard to see and it can really worsen over time if you're not taking care of it right and then it what happens is like it can seriously be missed in those early stages where it's easier to crucial yeah which is absolutely crucial so it's missed um and people of color and so i think Mm -hmm. this is a a really really great question i'm really glad someone asked it yeah so will you remind us of those um non-color related um you know kind of warning signs to look out for when it comes to looking for rosacea in the skin 
Yeah. And I actually am really glad this got brought up too, because honestly, this can be helpful for people that just, they honestly don't see Mm -hmm. the, you know, they're like, well, I've been read my whole life. Like, how's that? (laughs) How's that helping? (laughs) Right. And so, you know, and so it's really easy to not see those signs, but specifically people of color, I'd say it's really, it's not as common to get the diagnosis, but it's mostly because they don't see the problem and they, they don't know that it's there. They just think, oh, I have sensitive skin. So some of the things that you can look for um, are absolutely heat in the skin. Do you mm-hmm. feel do you feel warm to the touch with um, try the inside of your arm? Don't do your hands because our hands are a hot point and it's difficult to feel the difference in temperature when you use your hands. Mm-hmm. So um, my trick is to use the inside of the um, inside of your arm and just touch your face kind of near your elbow and feel around and be like, does my face feel extraordinarily hot or does it feel more hot because you're traditionally you're going to be a little warm more warm on your face than your arm but you will know when you're like whoa my cheeks are really hot because specifically you're going to feel most hot on your cheeks so you'll still feel warm other places but your cheeks are going to be the worst of it um something else to look for is like really dry patches of darker skin or swollen um, anything that's going to be swollen or dry on uh, people of color, it's going to be darker. It's going to, it's not going to, you might find a little bit of like dusty skin color, but if it's got that swollen factor, it's actually going to look darker. Mm-hmm. So um, something else to look for is kind of like acne, like breakouts, but they're not going to come to a head very often. They're those papules and pustules like we were talking about. They just look a little different. They're going to be, you're not going to see the redness. You're going to see maybe like a slight darkening. It's going to be texture though. So it's all about how does it feel? Is it really bumpy? Does it, is it raised and does it come and go? Because a lot of times a flare with rosacea uh, is going to be that hot swollen feeling and then those papules and pustules will just come pretty pretty quickly so like you'll be like well this morning that wasn't there but now it is and um, you will find the weirdest times that it will flush like this sometimes when you get excited but there's no temperature change sometimes when you're in a hurry and you're like but I literally haven't left my bedroom I'm just in a hurry Um, or you get flustered or embarrassed any of those things that are caused that almost like like heightened response in our body, we you most people with rosacea will notice that warm, like hot feeling will come really fast and then it doesn't go away. It stays like all day and you're like, ah. <laughs> um, something else to look for is actually more like yellowish brown hard bumps that are centered around um, eyes, mouth, sometimes both. Sometimes you might see it on your nose even. Nose is actually a pretty classic sign for rosacea. Um, now this one is actually probably one of the easiest ones to tell that something's up. If you get that burning or stinging sensation after using skincare, you can, you can kind of already say like I'm sensitive, but if you also can say maybe one or two of these other symptoms are also present, then you can probably pretty accurately go, oh, I think I need to go get checked out. Um, you'll also see a swelling of the nose is really common for those with rosacea. And so that's something Typically, um, people of color won't really notice unless it's really bad because a lot of times with um, people with lighter skin, they'll see the redness in that and it'll be so red. You just won't see it in those of skin uh, with darker skin tones. So my, yeah. maybe chin, maybe forehead, but typically nose. You're going to see that swelling. Well, and just pay attention, like go back to those triggers, you know, stress, like yeah. you were talking about um, stress, sunlight, alcohol, um, like wind, heat 
the elements, man. Quick temperature change, dehydrated yep. indoor Heat, air. Yep. Spicy foods, hot beverages, foods. like mm-hmm. exercise can obviously exacerbate it too. Um, and then obviously particular like skincare and even hair care products. Um, and I find that hair care products are especially important for people of color. And it's so hard to find non-toxic hair care that works anyway, but especially for people of color who just have that different hair texture. And so Mm -hmm. what happens is they wash their hair a lot less often. They tend to have a lot more product buildup and that can cause some irritation around the scalp too. So keep, keep your eye out for for that as well but I love that question thank you for asking that question thank you yes oh so good okay so next question is what do I do when my rosacea flares up yeah yeah we we touched on this briefly in the first episode but I've been noticing that people need more <laughs> yes they're like tell me more uh so typically in a flare-up you're going to see a lot of the symptoms that we just discussed like some of the like external things that you're going to see. Um, in some cases you're going to feel, it's going to feel like a hot flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be like, Oh, I need to like fan myself. I feel really warm. You might feel like you're sweating a little bit more. Um, and it comes on pretty quickly a lot of times. And a lot of that has to do with the environmental change, quick environmental change, quick stress that comes on, um, physical activity, that sort of thing. But if you find yourself in a flare up, the best thing you can do is try to get your face to cool down. Now there's a few things to note in that specifically don't break out the fans. Don't get like that small little fan thing and blow off your face unless you're going to put moisture on your face first, like a facial oil, because fans can actually dry you out faster and it may temperature wise cool you off, but it's not going to help you in the long run. It might keep that flare up a little longer. And so my first recommendation is is usually have like a a simple facial oil that doesn't bother your skin, that doesn't have vitamin C, that's um, a little more, a little thicker. Like we don't want something to absorb super quick. We want it to kind of like stick around a little bit and then break out the fan (laughs) Um, or get a great cream moisturizer that doesn't bother your skin and then break out the fan. So what would be a good oil to use in this case? mm, And truth be told, the number three facial oil from beauty counter is going to be a good one um i still am a huge champion for the champagne serum from leilani because it's got a great blend to it it's thicker they call it a serum but it's really a facial oil (laughs) yeah so i think those are my favorite uh i know that there are some other facial oils on the market so i would just really look at the labels very closely and make sure that they don't have a lot of flower extracts like different flower extracts and that they don't have like larger facial oil molecules in them like coconut oil olive oil um, like basically if you can cook with it, don't use it. <laughs> like you don't want to put that on your face and you don't want that in a product. It's just the molecule is just way too big. Yeah. Um, and it's too occlusive. So it's not going to let the heat out. We yeah. need the heat to leave, not yes, be stuck yes, around. Yes, yes. So that so actually where- leans into like our, another question that we have. And it's oh, like, yeah. you mentioned oil cleansing can be really helpful for like sensitive and dry skin and rosacea. Would something like coconut oil work as a cleanser since you're just rinsing it off? So it's a listener question that we have. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole lot um, of no. That's a, a nope. Uh, and I'll explain. So when you're doing oil cleansing, actually oil cleansing can be really fantastic for uh, somebody that is dealing with rosacea because it does has a softening effect. It softens some of those those crusty skin cells that are stuck behind and we need that softening effect for the product um, that we put on later to penetrate deeper and to not break down the natural lipid barrier 
like we're basically just don't we don't anything that's there we particularly don't really want it to go away it's the only protection measure the skin has and if we take that away it's gonna get worse so um but things with like coconut oil are in specifically the molecules just way too dang big if you look at the coconut under a microscope on skin it doesn't go anywhere it just sits on the top of the skin which temporarily takes away that dry feeling but it goes away really quickly basically because it can't absorb and it's so big that it can't lend it's it's only touching those dried dead skin cells so it doesn't ever they're they're dead like they're not going to replump because you add a water molecule nearby we the skin cells that we need to affect that uh, still have moisture in their cells is a little deeper than surface and so what ends up happening is is that coconut oil just sits around and then it actually causes almost like a paper mache effect and our our natural lipids do this sometimes too and and anytime you add something that's just sticking around the surface it makes them solidify together mm. and it can make your problem worse over time so you might find that your your skin actually is more reactive the longer you use coconut oil it might feel amazing at first because it's getting rid of that dry top layer feeling but over time it's actually going to make that layer thicker and it's going to make your problem worse in the yes. long run been there right been there, and a lot of people, people say this in the natural world they're like but coconut oil fixes everything I'm like eh, give it a week give it a couple weeks also it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't it is not the windex of the natural world thank you oh diversity <laughs> is good i know but you see like the all the pins that are like seventy five thousand and twenty one uses for coconut oil and you're like okay <laughs> that's a lot um <laughs> guess what it's also the same thing for hair if you put it on your hair it's actually not doing anything for your hair because hair is dead just but, like your but skin cells. Jen, like cocoa bun, come on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the benefit of a coconut oh. oil in a well formulated product is actually about movement of the product, not about moisture absorption. So if you if you see a product that you're like, this is supposed to be so good and it's got coconut oil in it and you, you want to go, nope, I'm going to put that down. Just give it a second. Depends yeah. on how much coconut oil is in it. Yeah. Most of and the time, what the, the product is oil, for. I mean, like cleansing yes. balm has coconut in it. Right. But that makes sense because it's not supposed to stay on the skin, (laughs) you know. And so like coconut oil is a great like moving product. It's a great emulsifier for the product. It Mm -hmm. it disperses actives really well because it's so big. Uh, So you have to ask yourself, am I trying to move something on my face like in a cleanser or maybe I wouldn't see you wouldn't see it in a toner, but it's mostly I would only do it in a cleanser. Now, our body is a very different thing. Like our bodies. It's going to temporarily help. It's not going to long-term help. But on our bodies, it's not going to hurt as much because our cell turnover rate is very different. We have a different cell structure. But for your face, it's, not, it's no. It's, <laughs> and it's for just, hair, it's a no. no. Yeah, it's just, I especially if you have sensitive or especially if you have rosacea. Mm. So, yes. Okay. All right. We'll get the real, real from you on that one. <laughs> I love it. Just Well, and Good. this is why natural doesn't always mean best (laughs) right right yes can we just go back to that conversation natural does not always mean best and just because we're entering this world of natural products and natural lifestyle shit it doesn't mean that we have to sacrifice things working really well for us right and you guys you can find things that work incredibly well that are either benign neutral or very healthy for you it's yes it's possible it is very possible. So anyways, yes. 
get off my soapbox on that one. <laughs> um, thank you for answering that one. Okay. Yeah. Last question around um, sensitive skin and rosacea is what the heck is the difference between sensitive skin and oh, rosacea? I'm, so I'm glad this got asked because uh, honestly, it's there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people out there have been told that they have rosacea and they really just have sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, the difference... Yes. Yeah, the difference is in the inflammatory response in the skin. So if you have sensitive skin, yeah, you're probably hot and flush. Yeah, you're sensitive when you put on product. Yeah, you're flaky. Similar vibe with rosacea, but rosacea has that extra layer of inflammatory response that that skin sensitive skin doesn't have. So the papules and pustules are part of that. The swelling of the nose, and it actually changes the skin structure. It thickens the skin structure around the nose, sometimes the apple of the cheek, the chin, Um So a lot of people with rosacea will feel like their skin is just really thick and their pores look accentuated because the skin is thicker. And so that's really the difference between the two. A lot of people that get a breakout and also have sensitive skin are diagnosed with rosacea. And I'm like, let's let's talk about that for a second. And then they're immediately prescribed like a cream that is like a steroid cream. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, whoa, hold on. Like, whoa. And it's okay to question those kind of diagnoses okay it's okay and it's it's okay to explore okay what what am I experiencing you know and do I need a second opinion that's okay so especially if you're not sure that you have rosacea you know explore it deeper don't think that you have to because you've got redness and flushing that you have rosacea it's like there's there's a lot more to it than that Oh my goodness. So good. Okay. Well, I think that is it as far as questions go for today. We still have a ton of rosacea follow-up questions that we haven't been able to get to yet, but we will um, keep bringing them in. I'm sure there'll be more from this episode and we will address them as time comes comes in. After the skin typing series is over, um, we definitely have intention of just having some really solid and regular skincare Q&A episodes with Genevieve. Um, yeah. Just because this is the easiest way for her to deliver information to a lot of people. And, um, and we just, I love learning it. Like selfishly, I'm just like, okay, tell me all the things. Um, <laughs> it's so fascinating. And I, I think, I just want to say too, like one of the reasons why skincare and skin health is such a huge topic on this podcast is not just because Jen is an esthetician and a makeup artist and just kicks ass at all of it it's because <laughs> yes, I'll take that title <laughs> you know our, that outward appearance is a picture of our inward health one um and two I think you know we all deserve to look and feel just really lovely in our own skin and that is so relative for each person but I think it's just so hard to find that right mm-hmm. routine that right um you know root skincare routine but also just just personal care routine all of those things and it's just so hard to navigate and we really want to be there for you guys while you navigate that um and again if you have specific questions about your skin rather than just something general like the ones we've just listed off um make sure you're booking a skincare consultation with genevieve um it doesn't have to be beauty counter specific for our non-beauty counter folks out there that is totally okay she will help you find things that work for you within the realm of um, her incredible and vast knowledge base and again link is in the show notes but all you guys need to do is go to her web page go to jennybeauty.com she's got a a, literally it's just like one button right there for you click it (laughs) and you can book a skincare consult so 
jump in there and go get it done. You guys, it's, it's well worth the time. It's well worth the money and the effort to make that happen for yourself. Prioritize yourself in that way. Um, and we just hope that this episode and all our skin type series episodes that we've had lately, um, are helpful for you guys. I have one thing I need to say before we go, because you brought something up in my brain when you started bringing this up is that there we're in this day and age where we're, it's really popular to self care. And it's also really popular to have acceptance in who you are in this moment and this time. And Mm -hmm. that is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But it is also okay to have a little bit of divine discontent with something about yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to want to improve. It's okay to want to get better in some way. It's about finding that harmony between that discontent and still loving yourself exactly who you are right now and we want you to be able to have those tools to be able to dive into that discontent you feel but still feel and that's part of that power of education right you know feeling that ability to like dive into those things you're discontent about but still knowing that you are not alone there are lots of people that are dealing with this they may not talk about it but we're telling you this is a big topic for a lot of people because it's really a problem yeah and (laughs) if you're wondering rosacea is our most listened to episode 40 has the highest listens of any episode we've ever done period totally totally blew us back we were double our top episode yeah yeah (laughs) so it's necessary (laughs) you're showing up for it which told us we need to kind of dig into this a little bit more and so you know we we go back and we look at those episodes that you guys have listened to and let that inform what we do and you know it was really clear that this is something that people are really struggling with Um, And then, of course, we have a bunch of beauty counter consultants that listen to the podcast. And, you know, we want to be a resource for you guys to be able to share with your clients and get really good sound advice um, from people who are approaching this from a non-toxic perspective. Because when you step into rosacea, it's, you know, the conversation is going to be around like oral antibiotics and steroid creams. And while there may be a time for those things... Um, there's also a lot that you can do on your own. And, and just as Genevieve said, like, we just, we don't want you guys to feel alone in this. We know how hard, um, it can be to be dealing with some of these kind of debilitating skincare issues. I mean, I dealt with awful acne for years and years. Um, it still kind of creeps back in sometimes. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, but, um, you know, just on writing on what you said, I think you're so right. Like it's, it's okay to want something different. It's okay to want something different than where you're at. And if you guys want to check out our product recommendations for when you're in a flare or if you're not in a flare, you can go to our show notes at rebelheartradio.com. This is episode number 62. That's where you'll find a complete list of all of the things that I recommend in those different times, flare or not flare. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.